All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Prep for Impact, a new podcast from the Green Beret Foundation. I'm your host, Matt Parrish, and uh, today I've got a phenomenal guest. I've got pro bowler and Super Bowl champion uh, Ryan Jensen. He's the current starting center for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, and, you know, there's a lot of different similarities in between pro athletics and special operations and military careers. And what I really enjoyed and what I think you'll enjoy from this conversation today is Ryan's not one of those guys where things were just handed to him. He wasn't, you know, the the biggest, strongest, fastest dude all of all time, first rounder, guaranteed starter. He had a lot of adversity to overcome throughout different stages of his career, uh, including a really catastrophic knee injury last year that sidelined him pretty much for the entire year from training camp all the way into the playoffs. And so we talk a lot about his you know, adverse, overcoming adversity, his resilience, uh, coming up in Colorado, going ultimately into the NFL. But we also talk about some of the, uh, you know, intricacies of having the greatest quarterback of all time join your team. And then uh, now going into this season, sort of the year after Tom Brady. So it's an awesome opportunity to listen to somebody that's at the top of their game and hear some of those comparisons and some of the things that we can learn from somebody else's perspective. And so I really think you're going to enjoy this episode of Prep for Impact. Welcome back to Prep for Impact. As you heard, we got a phenomenal guest for you today, Ryan Jensen. Ryan, thanks for coming in, man. It's good to see you back in Tampa. I know you've been uh, out back in Colorado. How you been so far? Yeah, it's been good. You know, I've been back here in Tampa for for a couple of weeks now, getting used yeah. to this, getting used to this heat. Uh, you know, it's a little different than uh, than Colorado, where yeah. it's a beautiful seventy five every day and, and all that. But it's uh, it's great to be back. It's uh, it's great to be on the show. I appreciate you. No, thanks for uh, you know. We had a chance uh, for any of you who didn't listen to Softcast. We had a chance. I got you for like ten minutes coming <laughs> off of the field on training camp. It was windy as all could get out, and uh, but it was awesome to be able to have a quick chance to chat. Uh, so I knew when we were starting this. This one was like, man, that's a guy I want to be able to have a longer conversation with. Uh, you know, there's a ton of things I want to discuss, but I think let's start with like growing up in Colorado. You know, was football the thing? What did it become the thing? How did you kind of get uh, kind of vectored into you know sports and everything like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So sports for me has been a, a lifetime thing. Sure. You know, I started I started playing uh, you know t ball as you yeah. know itty bitty you know five year old four year old um, soccer. Um, started playing uh, full contact tackle football at, in, in second grade, which yeah. uh, I think is way too early for, for kids <laughs> to be playing. If I'm going to advocate for anything, I'd say uh, probably don't let your kids play tackle football until they're a little bit older. I'm going to show my son who's five right now. I'm going to show him like, hey, Ryan Jensen said, you know, play play flag football for a couple of years. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, it's yeah. uh, it's kind of a it's a running joke. It's going to be it's going to be hard to to do this because my son he wants to play football too. He's, yeah, he's yeah. six or he's about to be six yeah. in November. And, uh, you know, we have a, a rule that he's not allowed to play until seventh grade. So yeah. uh, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. We'll see how long we can uh, we can fight that one off. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I was played sports my entire childhood, um, did martial arts as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, did Taekwondo was a, uh, a two time national junior or a two time uh, national medalist in the Junior Olympics for, really? for sparring yeah. uh, in 1999 or it was 2000. I can't remember exact years. I was I was eight and. Ten took a silver medal and a, and a bronze medal nice. in, in nationals in the Junior Olympics. Uh, you know, my dad, uh, my mom, we owned our own uh, a martial arts studio, own Taekwondo yeah. studio. My dad was a fifth degree black belt. My mom's a third degree black belt. So, uh, definitely yeah. ran in the family. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, but yeah, it was it was a you know, kind of I want to say a normal athletic childhood uh, yeah. growing up playing sports and uh, yeah. So football for me was. Um, you know, came natural sure. as a, you know, your older brother was, was a big football guy too. Yes. Right? Yeah, my my yeah. brother, uh, he's, he'll be 30, I'm 32. He'll be 36 this year. Yeah. He's here in September. And, uh, yeah, always looking up to him playing. Um, you know, he was a, a five-star recruit coming out of high school, mm-hmm. could have gone to any power five school he wanted. He ended up going to Nebraska, yeah. unfortunately, uh, fought a bunch of injuries and, uh, you know, cut his career pretty short. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, for me, I never thought I would, football was going to be be my thing just because I was always kind of the smaller, yeah. the smaller kid. Yeah. Uh, you know, graduating high school, I say small. 
you know, for in comparison, in comparison to, to where, yeah, yeah. Comparison to where <laughs> I'm at now, you know, I graduated <laughs> high school at 215 pounds. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, through college, I, yeah. I, uh, I gained a bunch of weight, yeah. uh, you know, throughout four years, I, I gained almost a hundred pounds. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for me, baseball was always my actually my favorite sport yeah, growing nice. up. I loved baseball. What position? I, I did a little bit of everything. I was yeah. I was a really good catcher and played yeah. first base, and I had a cannon, so I, I played yeah. outfield too. Yeah. But uh, you know, I, I did a little bit of everything. I think yeah. coming from a from a small town, uh, you know, you always kind of play a bunch yeah. of different positions. I think it's better anyway. There's so many people now that I think. There was a there was a part there where a lot of people were like really trying to specialize their kids, and now it seems like there's a movement to try to get back to like being well rounded, playing different things. Because you know there's kids that are getting burned out in like you know 13, 14 years old, hundred oh, percent, and they're playing travel ball since the time they're like our kid, you know, our son's age. And yeah. It's like, uh, you got to be able to run around and do something different. I think. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm against yeah. uh, you know yeah. specializing your kids in, yeah. in sports at, yeah. a, at an early age. They need to be out there doing yeah. a bunch of other uh, stuff. There's so many different athletic movements from you know yeah. basketball to baseball to football to soccer that all to track. Yeah, you know, yeah. that is that's great for one development of their their motor skills, but also you know it gives them an opportunity to get away. Maybe they love baseball. Baseball's their mm-hmm. thing, but. A ten-year-old shouldn't be playing baseball ten months out of the year. Yeah, eleven months out of the year. They need they need a well, break. And and there's different cognitive, like strategic things between each game, right? And there's different. You know, your teamwork is a little bit different in football than it is in baseball. 100%. I mean, they're going to get teamwork either way. But there's just, I think there's different things that just kind of you know build into a complete, uh, you know, human. You know, most of the really great professional baseball, basketball, football players played other sports mm-hmm. when they were younger. And I think we just got into this thing where everybody was trying to get their kid to whatever league. Oh yeah. And it's like, I don't know, uh, you know, it's easy for me to say, you know, my kids are just starting that, but it's like, <laughs> man, I want to, I want to widen them out a little bit and have them uh, be able to do some other things. Were you always uh, growing up during that time? Were you a center or did that, you know, did you start to specialize when you got to Colorado Pueblo or was it like, yeah. So, I mean, I, I always played a little bit of everything. Yeah. You know, I was a smaller kid. Yeah. Um, I, I went through these, these stages. I always, always joke around because my nephew's going through the same thing yeah. right now. He's uh, he's 12, but yeah. uh, he'll get a, he'll get really chunky yeah. and then he'll shoot Stretch up. Out. He'll yeah. shoot up, get really skinny, <laughs> yeah. gets kind of chunky again, then shoots up again. Yeah. So that, that's kind of my thing. Like yeah. I go through phases of yeah. like one year, maybe I was playing like a running back or, yeah. you know, tight end or whatever. And then the next year I was playing O-line and then. Yeah. Fast forward two years and I'm playing, you know. Yeah. So for me, it was like I kind of went through these these stages of, yeah. you know, being a bigger kid then back to being kind of a, a lean kid and all that. So, yeah, for me, like I always played O-line, D-line, linebacker, mm-hmm. uh, you know, growing up through, uh, you know, little league, through middle school and high school, uh, you know, mainly uh, offensive lineman, defensive lineman, played a little bit of linebacker in, in high school. But uh, like my senior year, I played I played guard. Yeah. And uh, played D end and and uh, like three technique on defense. Mm-hmm. So uh, for me, it's just that ability to be able to play multiple positions, yeah. which is kind Versatility, of what, yeah. what led to me in you know my first four years in the NFL, where yeah. I was kind of a on a trajectory of being a career backup. Which there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. You make a great living doing that. Yeah. But my ability to play multiple positions yeah. across the the line helped keep me. On a roster, you, you always know. want that sixth or seventh dude yeah, oh that yeah. whoever goes down can plug a hole exactly. and knows what he's doing. That, yeah. that guy, especially in you know offensive line play, yeah. where you have one guy that gets injured or goes down or leaves or whatever, yeah. you need that next guy to step in and yeah. have the operation be exactly the same and have yeah. no noticeable you know uh, falter, a noticeable yeah. uh, issue within the within yeah. the line. So um, yeah, that's I think that goes along with kind of what we we're talking about earlier with having. The ability to play multiple sports, you yeah. learn how to play and, and do different things, which yeah. is, you know, can lead to, you know, uh, being able to, you know, as an NFL player, be able to stick on a roster for four, yeah. eight, ten, however many years, because you've got the versatility to uh, to play multiple positions and stuff like that. Hey, everyone. I'm proud to partner with the Green Beret Foundation for Prep for Impact because I've seen firsthand the work they do with Green Berets, their families, caregivers, and survivors. Across all of their pillars of support, they support Green Berets across casualty assistance, health and wellness, Gold Star and surviving family members, and Next Ridgeline transition support. I encourage you to visit GreenBeretFoundation.org for more information. Most tool companies try to be everything to everyone, but the result is just okay. That is why Spec Ops Tools focuses on two main goals, 
designing and building the best hand tools available, and supporting veterans in every capacity they can. You can have the most elite hand tools while doing good for veterans nationwide with Spec Ops Tools. Check them out today at specopstools.com. Yeah, we see the same thing on ours. Like if you're on a special forces team, right? Mm-hmm. There's guys that get really specialized. Like, hey, I'm really good at this one part of my job, or I'm the sniper, or whatever else. And it's great. Like you should be at a very high level of whatever that team needs you to do. But there's a lot of us that were able to kind of be well-rounded and fill different mm-hmm. holes in it. Like that's how I was able to stay on a team for 13 years. Is like. It wasn't like I'm just a one-trick pony and that's all I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it was like, okay, hey, right now I'm on a mountain team, but I'm moving to a more like CQB room clearing mm-hmm. and I'm going to be a breacher. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, hey, now I'm moving to a sniper team. Like, I got to do it. So it's very similar in like having those well-rounded skills and realizing like, okay, yes, I want to be super good at whatever the season is right now, mm-hmm. right? Like right now I'm on a sniper team. I want to be really good at that, but I don't want that to be at the detriment of everything else. Like I've still got to be able to, you know, if somebody else needs something, I can I can fill in. Uh, you know, as you started going, you know, obviously smaller college, right? You mm-hmm. get there, you start playing football, you're doing well. At what point does the league seem like, like it's possible? Yeah, so for me, it was uh, about my junior year of college. Um, You know, my sophomore year, I was about 265, 270, and um, came in and, you know, was All-American, won a bunch of awards, uh, this and that. You know, go through my junior year, same thing. You know, first-team All-American on a couple different All-American teams. Um, You know, All-Colorado team for, you know, colleges and stuff like that. And uh, so it's going into it's like my my junior spring. So going into my senior season, yeah. um, it's like January ish, right around there. We had a we had a quarterback uh, who's about six 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 seven, big yeah. arm. You yeah. know, looks like a, a, a prototypical yeah. uh, NFL quarterback. You know, had a couple scouts, the regional scouts that were uh, sitting in our film room yeah. uh, watching him while I'm in like the the study hall. Um, area, not that I was studying, but uh, <laughs> I was in the area. And the computers went down in yeah. the in the team room, and the yeah. guy came and found me, and yeah. uh, he's looking at me. He's like, "Are you are you sixty six on film?" And I'm like, "Yes, yeah, yeah. it's a trick question." Yeah. Like, and he's like, "All right, shut the door real quick," mm-hmm. you know. And he he came up to me and he's like, "Hey." you know, you have a legit shot. He goes, you go in and, and continue playing. You get a little bit bigger yeah. you play at this level, you know, keep doing what you're doing on at this level. He goes, you're going to get invited to a camp. Yeah. Nice. Because you're, you're going to get invited to a, uh, yeah. you know, an NFL training camp, whether that's on a, you know, at this, at this rate, you know, whether that's a, just a tryout yeah, practice or, squad, or yeah. a, or a, a contract, you yeah. know, a, a unrestricted free agent contract. He goes, yeah. you're at least going to get that. Yeah. Um, so that was a, you know, kind of eye-opening for me coming yeah. from a Division two school. Yeah. Uh, so I went and talked to my my O line coach, who uh, he coached T.J. Lang, who was a ten-year yeah. NFL vet. Yeah. Uh, played for uh, Green Bay in Detroit, and you know, I, I talked to him. I just sat down. I'm like, listen, I need you to shoot me straight. Like, <laughs> yeah, he go. I go. Can I? Can I do this? Can yeah. I make it to the NFL? Do you, I'm like, do I have what it takes? Yeah. And he he just simply said said yes. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, what do I need to do? And so he, we got on the phone with my parents. Yeah. He goes, Hey, you know, I, I legitimately think Ryan has a, an opportunity to mm-hmm. make it to the NFL, but this is what he needs to do going into his senior year. Mm-hmm. And part of that was not having a job because, you know, Division Two, we didn't yeah. get a stipend, we didn't get this, you know, yeah. just way before NIL deals and stuff like that. So I was yeah. working summer jobs sure. to help pay for rent and pay for, yeah. for my schooling. And he goes, He, he doesn't, he doesn't need to work. He's got to go all in. He's got to go all yeah. in this and that. And which led to a conversation where, uh, coming out of high school, I was working for my uncle who owned a, a roofing company in, in Northern Colorado. I yeah. was working 80 hours weeks with him going into college, you know, saved all my money and then, then bought a, a dirt bike for myself. Like I, you know, mm-hmm. bought my own dirt bike and heck yeah, you know, my parents would go, they go, listen, you know, come from a, a lower middle-class family yeah. and we always had everything we needed, but they didn't, didn't have the cash to, yes, to, yeah. to afford me to get me through, you know, the summer. Um, so they made a deal with me. They go, listen, if you're not going to work, you got to sell your dirt bike, which was like hard for me because I was like one of my first big purchases where I had to put in so much work to go and buy this thing that I absolutely loved. He goes, they go, you're going to have to sell your dirt bike. And 
you know, I went and sold my dirt bike for, for 3,500 bucks yeah. and got me through the summer, you know, and, and, you know, all of a sudden scouts are showing up to practices, to games, to That's this awesome. and that. And, um, you know, having these, these conversations with these scouts and, and it's like, okay, this is a legitimate shot. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember my first game of my senior year, I had like 12 different teams that were at the, nice. at the first opening game against yeah. West Texas A&M, which is a, a pretty, I don't know how they're doing it anymore, but yeah, at that yeah. time was like a powerhouse division two school. Yeah. And I'm like, holy cow, like this is like a legitimate shot yeah. and going through all that. And then, you know, obviously getting drafted in the sixth round by Baltimore yeah. in, in 2013, pick yeah. 203. It was just like this accumulation of, of hard work and, and trust. Yeah. And, like and going thin, all in, and yeah, being committed, just like that, yeah. just full jumping in and saying, yeah. you know what, this is what it's going to be. If That's I'm going awesome. to, if I'm going to be presented with this opportunity, you just got to take it, take it yeah. to the full extent, and and take advantage of it as much as you can. No, it's phenomenal. I mean, there's so many different things uh, that people try to like dip their toe into, and then they wonder why they didn't ultimately end up successful, right? And mm-hmm. it's like, uh, you know, I've had a lot of folks now from being a green beret and being up in uh, rank and everything, you know, guys from the outside, like talking about wanting to go to selection or whatever it is. And it's uh, the same thing. It's like, Hey man, if you, if you want it, like you got to commit, mm-hmm. you need to train for six to 12 months and be all into this. And if you show up halfway, like don't bother coming. Yeah. Right. And so it's the same thing there. It's like, when I got to sell like my prized possession dirt bike, <laughs> I got to get after this thing. But uh, I mean, obviously now a hundred percent, make that sacrifice again, right? Oh, 100%. Yeah. You know, that's, that's yeah. like the biggest thing is there's so many people that I, I think it's just this day and age mm. with the kids, especially, you know, college kids now with like the NIL deals yeah. with all this, they get catered to for their entire, you know, we're talking like seventh, eighth graders yeah. now that are signing with agents, which yeah. is just crazy to me to think like, of yeah. me at 14 years old. I was going to say, you ever think about if the transfer portal and yeah. NIL and all that would have like, been like how much different it would have been? Yeah, yeah. And it's just it's just crazy. Like, but then all these kids are getting catered and getting told how great they are at such mm-hmm. a young age that as soon as there's adversity that comes up, like yeah. a lot of these kids don't know how to yeah. how to mentally and emotionally jump that hurdle of okay, well maybe I'm not as good as I think I am, but right? that collapses a lot of kids, a lot of people Sure, where the people that really want it, whenever they get to a point where they're like, okay, maybe I'm not that good, but I want it more. They take that next step into in their emotional you yeah. know, maturity and they just, they say, screw yeah. this. Like this isn't where I want to be. And they take that next step, that leap of faith saying, you know, I'm going all in yeah. because this is what I believe I can be. Yeah. And you know, obviously it doesn't always work out like that's sure. just not, it's not for everybody. Yeah. You know, that certain niche of whatever isn't always for everybody, but if you can go in and, and give your best, you never know what the results are going to gonna show. And, you know, that's just kind of how I've lived my entire career, yeah. you know, being a, a late round draft pick, yeah. you know, my rookie year, my second day of training camp, I break my foot, <laughs> you know, second year. <laughs> I was I, about to ask about it. Yeah. 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 My, my second year, uh, in the NFL with the Ravens, I get cut yeah. and I'm on practice yeah. squad, like yeah. wanting to quit. Yeah. Like I yeah. remember up a, a, a tackle for loss. I didn't know breaking Justin Forsett's arm. Mm. You know, I, I, I trapped Aaron, he fell behind our left tackle. Our left tackle fell on Joe Flacco's knee, tore his ACL. Mm. Like, talk about a, a calamity a, of errors, like yeah, everything going like, wrong. Everything going wrong uh, and, and what you think is going to be your, your opportunity. The coming to, out to, party. The coming yeah. out party. And that's what happens. <laughs> you know, we end up winning the game, which is great. But, yeah. you know, we have all these, like, crazy things, turn of events happen in the, in yeah. the season. But, again, it was the same thing. It's like all it did was piss me off more. And made me focus and, and, and take that mentality of, of that you're not good enough mentality and, and shoving it where the sun don't shine of everybody that's ever said that. So that's just kind of like that, that mentality that I've always, I've always played with, with that Uh, that chip on my shoulder. No, I love it. I mean, that was one of the main reasons, like when I started, uh, you know, uh, kind of learning about your career and all that stuff. I'm like, man, that to me is so much more inspiring. It's like, there's some of these guys that are so, you know, God gifted talent and they work hard, but some of them, uh, you know, it's like they haven't had to have those like moments of somebody spitting in their face, basically be like, well, just quit. Or, yeah. Hey, you're uh, you're on the practice squad. You're done. Or, Hey, you're gonna have to sell your dirt bike. And it's like, it's amazing when you look at an NFL roster, how many guys are like small school dudes who just like, 
man, put it all on the line. And now, I mean, there's guys, even if you're on the practice squad for five, six years, I mean, that's an incredible feat to be able, with the amount of people that play football and want to be, you know, running out there on a Sunday just to be on a sideline is pretty incredible. You know, how did you feel, you know, going into the Ravens? You know, it's like a tough, hard-nosed team. Like, that's one of those, Mm -hmm. you know, Steelers, Ravens, whatever. It seemed like it kind of plays to your, like – you know, mean streak of, uh, of coming in when you did start to see success, like, tell me about how that felt coming out of like, okay, I had my first game and it was just like crater. <laughs> it's only up from here. Right. And then as you started to kind of settle into the league, how did that feel coming f- through this whole journey? Yeah. You know, it's a, it's kind of a crazy journey for me. Yeah. Um, just, you know, I, People always think, oh, I was I was a day one starter, you know, yeah. coming into the NFL. Like you're oh, you're you're this, you're that, you're really yeah. good, yada yada yada. I don't try to listen, don't listen yeah. to all that stuff. Yeah. You know, that's just noise. But a lot of people don't realize that you know I wasn't a full time starter until my fifth year in the league. Yeah, and so my third year in the league, I get my first start. Absolutely <laughs> goes to, to hell in a handbasket, and. This, you know, then I, I start the next game. Uh, the the regular starter came back mm. for the next two games to he, he was kind of up and down injured. Yeah. Um, and then I ended up starting the last like six games of the season. Mm-hmm. So I'm starting to set this foundation like, OK, I can be this guy day yeah. in and day out or week in and week out um, in the NFL. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, going into my fourth year and my exit interviews, uh you know, after my third year, like, hey, we're going to give you an opportunity, a legit opportunity to nice. to yeah. compete for a starting position next year. Yeah. I'm like, all right, cool. So I'm balls to the walls yeah. that offseason getting ready to play, you know, compete for the left guard spot. You know, we end up drafting a, a left guard in the second round. <laughs> well, with anything, when you when you invest money in a in a high draft pick, guess not what? to sit on the bench. They're yeah. not you're not <laughs> drafting a second rounder to, to have them sit on the bench and. Mm. You know, it was one of those things where I didn't even get. I went from the potential of of being a comp- in the competing spot for, you know, mm-hmm. the left, the starting left spot in in uh, in Baltimore to essentially getting that completely ripped away from me. Mm-hmm. I get thrown over to the right guard, which is fine. Like again, yeah. like I've made. How's my- that feel on draft night when you see? Because you're just sitting there, and you're like you're you're busting your ass trying to make sure you're ready for this. And you're like, and Baltimore selects, and you're like, left guard, what, you know? Yeah. So no, it's it's definitely uh, it can be disheartening. Sure. Yeah. You know, I remember uh, same thing going into my going into my third year. Uh, we drafted a, a a kid in like the third or fourth round. Mm-hmm. I remember texting texting my mom. I said, oh well, it's been fun, Baltimore. <laughs> like you know, just kind of joking around because mm-hmm. I'm like, they just drafted my replacement. Yeah. yeah. Like that's that's what they're doing, and like my position yeah. as a as a swing guy. They draft a high guard. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, there's boom, there's one position that's yeah. already pretty Taken. much spoken for. Yeah. You know, and you start doing the math, you're like, oh, well, we don't need three, four guards. We need yeah. a couple more tackles. So, yeah. but, you know, motivated. I ended up beating that guy out for a, nice. uh, over the roster spot. Yeah. He ended up being on P squad. Um, but yeah, so like going into my fourth year, I had this. Like, you know, this this treat dangled in front of my face yeah. saying, hey, you're going to have a, the uh, yeah. the potential to be shot. A, yeah. a shot to be the starter. Yeah. And then it just com- gets completely ripped out <laughs> and, you know, change plans, which is fine. You know, just adapt. Yeah. And, and it wasn't the first time you'd been it's not you know, first knocked time, down. Yeah. 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 So that was that was awesome. You know, and I ended up starting four or five games uh, my fourth year. But right before the uh, the bye week, um you know, one of our, one of our guys got hurt and mm. my O-line coach at the time was like, Hey, if he can't come back, you're going to be the starter the rest of the year. I'm like, sweet. Okay. Like I'm ready. Let's mm-hmm. do this thing. Well, we go into bye week and he's done for the year. Like he mm-hmm. tore his rotator cuff up really bad and he wasn't going to mm-hmm. be able to play. So I come in to work on that Monday, getting ready to be take the guy, the, take the role, yeah. to be the guy. Yeah. And I come in and we had signed, a kid off the street, uh, a veteran off the street to come in just to, mm-hmm. to you know, we need another guy. Yeah. Well, he just stair steps all of us and becomes the starter. Mm. And I'm inactive on game day the rest of the year with wow. no explanation. Wow. 
which mm. is just was crazy to me. I was going into an unrestricted free agent year, so I know what they were doing. They're I was yeah. playing pretty well. They were trying to hide me. They Dump didn't want the value. They yeah. didn't want another another team to come in and sure. and give me an offer sheet that they had to match or or yeah. whatever. It's the game. That's yeah, it's, yeah. It's, the, the politics business, the and the business part, side yeah, of it. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah, but um, so yeah, so I'm sitting the entire rest of of uh, that season. And, you know, the, the mental, like, warfare that goes on yeah. with that, all of a sudden those, oh, you're not good enough. You're not this guy. You're not going to yeah. be him. You're never going to be this guy. Well, it's such a finite amount of time that you can do this Yeah, to have, like, oh, man, part of my prime, I'm not there. Yeah, like, it's like, got to be terrible. Like, let me, to be, yeah. it, it, was, it, was, it was one of those things that felt like I was getting money taken out of my pocket. Yeah, yeah, I was getting, 100%. I was getting robbed. Yeah. But and you still have to show up and, and like show up yeah. and go to work and do yeah. this. And that. Like that's what it that's what it felt like yeah. to me. And yeah. I remember, you know, my exit interview. I was like, I I don't want you guys to put a tender on me. Like I want yeah. you guys to let me be unrestricted so I can go find a team that's actually going to allow me to sure to yeah. be uh, compete and and compete for a starting spot. And they obviously put a tender on me, which ended up being a really great blessing because. Yeah. I came into the next year in my fifth year and becoming, you know, became the, the starting center. And, yeah. yeah, you know, as they say, the rest is history. Sure. Started all 16 games, signed a, you know, a massive yeah. deal down here in Tampa yeah. and have been here ever since. And, um, you know, there's this adversity in life mm-hmm. is just one of those things. It's like you can let it define you or you can define it. Yeah. You know, I'm going through, you know, my fourth year. All of a sudden, I get the rug pulled out from underneath me with no explanation. Yeah. You know that can that can break a lot of people. Yeah, and you know it broke me for a while. Like I was so angry and upset and just mad because there was no explanation behind it. Yeah. Where when I felt like I was playing well, other guys on the team were like, "Why are you not starting?" I'm like, "Yeah, I don't know." You know, when you have your your teammates are like, "Why aren't you the it's guy?" So tough not to turn into a toxic teammate exactly. at that point and have resentment. And let it splash on the other people on the team. Like, that's so tough. Exactly. And it's just one of those things you just got to kind of eat it, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, all that. But going from that to, you know, where I'm at now, and then obviously, like, last year, it's like all this this adversity led up to yeah. real true adversity. Mm-hmm. Not saying that wasn't true adversity, right. but then last this year. This past year, yeah. We'll, you know, yeah. we're, we're, we're going to get up, to that. We're, yeah. coming up on, we're coming up on a year of, yeah. of, of me dislocating my knee and, yeah. and tearing three ligaments and doing a bunch of damage to my knee. Yeah. You know, it was uh, all these, these, you know, in retrospect, like all that other yeah. stuff is just like such a minor, petty yeah. adversity. And At then, the time, it's the worst thing in the world. But you thing. look back and you're like, God was prepping me because oh, yeah. then I get to the this, part where I get really, <laughs> really, you know, the adversity yeah, really comes yeah. and, and all that. So it's, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been quite the journey. That's for yeah. sure. Spec Ops Tools is a different breed of tool brand. They produce premium, innovative hand tools by leveraging the dynamic strengths of their veteran team and leadership. In addition to staffing vets, Spec Ops gives a part of every sale back to extremely worthy veteran service organizations. Producing elite tools is their business, and supporting American service members is their passion. Go check out Spec Ops Tools today. Hey everyone, if you're enjoying Prep for Impact, please consider supporting us through joining the 1952 Society from the Green Beret Foundation. With your ongoing monthly recurring donation, you can help the GBF support the ongoing and increasing needs of our Special Forces Regiment. To find out more and take the first step, Visit GreenBeretFoundation.org slash society. Well, that's what I love. Like, that's why, frankly, that's why I like, like, I want to have a podcast, right? Because like it, you said a couple of key things in there that I think are so valuable because like, okay, if I'm listening to this, I may not be, uh, you know, on the, on the cut line (laughs) on an NFL team. Right. But like, we're all going to get kicked in different ways, right? That's the whole point of like why we call it prep for impact, right? It's like being able to come back from an impact is just as important as like the positive of like, oh, I'm going to go make an impact, right? Mm -hmm. So in in that time, what I loved what you said was like acknowledging that there, you know, it it could break people and it broke me for a little while, right? Because like a lot of people, I think from the outside are like, oh yeah, you know, I, I get a lot with like the special forces thing. Like, oh, you guys are just you know, you guys got this such a high level of resilience and whatever else. It's like, yeah, but there's, no, there's, there's times where you're, you're still on the edge where <laughs> listen, you might go yeah, this you know, way, you know, you know, it, 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 that's yeah. the thing about that. You know, it sneaks up on you. Oh yeah. You know, I remember 
about a month after I got injured, you know, mm-hmm. I, I come to realization like, Hey, like, you yeah. know, there's potential that this, you know, obviously my last season, year, you're talking about, yeah, 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 like my yeah. season's definitely yeah. over. And, you know, then yeah. there's, Hey, there's, we're not sure this might end your career. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I come to like that realization is yeah. about a month, you know, six yeah. weeks after I got injured and, um, you know, we went, we, me and my wife went out to a movie yeah. and, you know, we, we went watch Top Gun. You know, it just <laughs> yeah. came out. It was like, yeah. great. Yeah. You know, and we're driving home. She's driving. And I'm just, like, sitting here. And I'm like, I look over. And I'm like, hey, thanks. I really needed that. Like, yeah. I needed I needed to Diversion, have some fun. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and all that did for me was just it opened up a uh, an opportunity to be vulnerable. Yeah. And strengthen the relationship with your wife. And, yeah. and it was just like, I mean, it went from, like, pure joy Mm-hmm. To be just going to a movie to now I'm break I'm mm-hmm. I'm sobbing mm-hmm. in the car because yeah. all of this emotion that I've been just packing mm-hmm. packing down about my injury yeah. you know I'd let it out a couple times but like this one was like one of those like deep like yeah, belly yeah. cries oh, and, yeah. and you know going through all those those fears you know yeah. there's 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 such a big misconception as, as men, especially that yeah. we have to be these big, tough guys. Sure. And yeah, there's definitely times where you at least lead, on the outside, you on, try to be, on yeah. the outside, you got to be that tough guy. You got to lead your family. You got to mm-hmm. lead your, your, your guys. Yeah. And you can't show that little bit of, of weakness, but at the same yeah. time, like it's healthy. It's okay yeah. to go to your wife, go to your, yeah. your best friends, your true, yeah, your true yeah. friends. I always, I always talk to the young guys yeah. when they come in about, what's most important for them. I said, you need to get three or four dudes yeah. that you can trust with anything that are just not going to be yes men. Yeah. Like you need, you need guys that yeah. speak truth that to are going to speak truth that, that yeah. tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. hundred percent. And yeah. that's hard because yeah. there's going to be time for these guys come in. They just kick you in the nuts. Yeah. And it's like, you don't want to hear that right now, but it's yeah. exactly what you needed to hear. So having a, having a group of guys, having somebody, who you can go to and just honestly be, yeah. just be vulnerable and be open to is, is such a, it's a hard, it's a hard thing to learn. There's so much overlap in that to like our careers in, in special forces and being on a team. And I used to, as, as when I got to be a team star and I was a senior guy and I was in charge of a team, I would tell our young guys similar stuff. I'm like, Hey man, if somebody thinks enough of you and loves you enough to come and tell you something you're doing wrong, you are immediately going to get defensive. Like everybody does Mm -hmm. like try to shut that down, absorb it. Don't get in an argument about what they said. Take a day, take a night, whatever, think through it. Cause there's gotta be some truth in there somewhere. Mm -hmm. And if you still really disagree the next day, well, like come back, pull that person aside and be like, Hey man, you know, I, I don't agree, whatever, but like, don't push those people away when they're trying to give you real feedback because they might end up being like the best thing that happened to you For sure. because you, you need that network of other strong men who are going to, you know, specifically for us, other strong men who are going to come in and be like, Hey man, I think you're going this way mm-hmm. or Hey man, you think you're here and you don't realize <laughs> like, yeah. you know, everybody else sees this and you see this. Right. And so it's uh it's, it's amazing. You know, I was so like, man, I was, I was, um, I was so upset for you. Uh, cause I had been through so many similar like injuries with neck surgeries and all this stuff. And had been at that point multiple times. Like when you're telling me about that, I, I feel it so much from being towards the end of my career and having multiple neck surgeries and thinking like, okay, am I just completely done? Like, mm-hmm. uh, and having those moments, you just completely break down. And I remember we had at training camp, we had jumped into that military appreciation day and it was like right after that, yeah, you tore your knee. Yeah. yeah. It was like the next day. And I was like, could not believe. And so, you know, when that happens, right. I guess we'll back up in a minute and talk about TB12 coming in and how it all of a sudden goes to like the pinnacle. You win the Super Bowl, you're in the Pro Bowl, all these things. And now all of a sudden you get the worst injury you've had. Um, you know, coming back from that is not a like, oh, I'm I'm going to set my mind tomorrow <laughs> and I'm coming back. That is a whole year. I mean, you ended up being able to come back for the wild card game, which is incredible. But during that time, how were you able to still invest in your teammates? Because I, I saw, like, I was on the sideline for a few of those games, and I saw you out there, like, pumping those dudes up, and it motivated me because I'm like, man, I know how hard that is 
to not be able to do the thing you love but still try to be a good mm-hmm. teammate. Can you talk to me about that whole kind of last season? Yeah, it, it was it was tough. Um, you know, just because my whole story, like I had to work so hard yeah. to get to this point where yeah, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm, you know, the head of the room. I'm the yeah. leader. I'm this guy. And yeah. then, you know, an injury. And all of a sudden now. Feels like getting knocked off the top of the mountain yeah, back down. Back down. Yeah, you're, you're, yeah. Just, you're continuously climbing yeah. up this ladder. But for me, it was just. I saw opportunity to to be a be a leader mm-hmm. in the aspect of a, a couple of the young guys on the the team who mm-hmm. I see very similar career paths sure. that I had. Yeah, you know, kind of just that eighth ninth guy mm-hmm. in the room. Yeah. you know, here's a spot start here, spot start there. So for me, it was just the ability to still try to be a leader mm-hmm. in an aspect of things where it's hard when you're not out there fighting your ass off trying yeah. to trying to help you know, on the field and then somebody comes off the field and you got to kind of jump them a little bit. It's like, right. you, you don't want to be that guy that's not out there fucking yeah. fighting your ass. Sorry, I'm not supposed to no, share. You're, I'm good. Supposed to you're good. Uh, not out there, not fighting, fighting yeah, yeah. With, alongside them, yeah. alongside them, but I'm, they're coming off the field and I'm trying to, I'm not necessarily critiquing, I'm critiquing yeah. them, but I'm trying to motivate them. Like, Hey, like, this is what you're you trying like. to be the dude that we talked about, yeah. right? You're trying to be that guy who's telling them what they need to hear. Yeah. But that's it, tough. It, and it's tough, especially in a, yeah. in a situation like that where you just, you learn because, you know, it's, it's different when you're in it, when you're out there fighting yeah. and you come off the field and things aren't going right. Like yeah. you can kind of like, yeah. you can cuss your dude. Cause you're all in it together. Cause you're all yeah. in it together. Well, when you're the guy that's on the outside, yeah. but you've done it for so many years and you try to come in oh, and man. say, Hey, like, wait, wake yeah, up. Yeah. Yeah. Get your ass rolling. Like, what are we doing? You guys are playing like shit. Like being that guy when you're not the one out there fighting, because the simple fact is like the NFL, you're playing against the best of the best every week. And eventually you're going to get got. Everybody gets got. I don't care how good you are, how much money you make, how many pro bowls, how many all pros. Like eventually you're going to get got. Yeah. That's just what it is in this league. So it's, um, so for me, it was just wanting to help mold these young guys Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, just for example, I remember it was, uh, in, uh, 21, the year after we won the Super mm-hmm. Bowl, I, you know, I was playing and, um, Allie got a yeah. concussion or Marpet, yeah. Allie got a concussion yeah. and, uh, Stinney was starting in yeah. his place. We're down in Indianapolis and Stinney ended up tweaking his knee or doing mm-hmm. something. And Nick Leverett, who was like a third year practice squad guy, yeah. he had got elevated for that game. Nice. Now all of a sudden he's, he's playing against. You know, a, a twenty-three million dollar yeah. defensive tackle, and and uh, uh, I just blanked his name, but gives up a sack yeah. to him, oh, and yeah. he's like mad, which is great. Like you need to have <laughs> yeah, someone, yeah. but then he's like, he's like negative self talk. I'm like, I, I like, I go, Nick. I go, I, I love you, man. I go, that dude makes twenty-two million dollars a year. Like he's gonna get he's pretty his, good at it. Yeah. He's gonna get his. <laughs> yeah. That's just part of it. And yeah. the rest of the game, like he went out and, and shut him down, locked him out, and nice. it was it was fine. But he, you know, it's that 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 striving to be the best, sure. which is which is which is great. But also understanding, like yeah. again, there's gonna be adversity in 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 games and life and the day to day. There's gonna yeah. be something. Not every day is perfect. You know, there's some perfect days or some perfect games, but. Yeah throughout the, the day, throughout the game, throughout the year, throughout the month, whatever, there's going to be little moments of, of self-doubt and self, you know, adversity that yeah. you got to, you just got to work through. You got to learn how to, you know, take it for what it is yeah. and, and build off that. So there's, yeah. there's, you know, that's why they always say, you know, football is like the, the greatest team sport mm. ever yeah. because I, I truly believe that because yeah. there's so many aspects. I mean, you have 11 guys mm-hmm. on each side of the ball that have to be working in unison. Mm-hmm. And if one guy's not doing the right thing, you know, that leads to a pick six, that leads mm-hmm. to this, it leads to that, it leads to a mm-hmm. sack, it leads to like trying to get 11 people yeah. on the same page yeah. is damn near impossible. Yeah, like, you know, 100%. It's yeah. in, a, in a team aspect of things like that. It's, it's hard to get everybody on the same page and yeah. hold each other accountable. And that's what, you know, you guys, you guys, that's why I love it. Cause there's so many things like for us, it's 12 person teams, right? It's 12 man mm-hmm. teams. And it's the same thing. You're trying to figure out, you know, everybody's got their own lives. There's yeah, they're at their own different parts in their careers. And so similar to some of those things that to try to get everyone bought in and doing all the right things, you know, and being in the right mindset all the time. is just so tough. And, uh, you know, similar things, man, one, one decision, one, 
you know, turn to the left when you shoot a turn to the right uh, can have huge oh, con, for you know, sure. You know, and it's, it's wild. You know, I had a very similar situation towards the end of my career where I was injured. I was having, you know, a couple more surgeries and I was in the point you were at last year where it was like, man, I'm having to like talk <laughs> to these dudes and I'm used to leading from the front and saying, okay, we are going to do this and, and having to be like, Hey man, you need to do this. And I felt so terrible. I, I like resonate so much with that because it just, it felt like I was that guy in the stands <laughs> yeah. throwing stuff. And it's like, no, man, I'm like, I, I, I've done it. I want it. I want you to do well at it, but just, it's so tough. You know, we talk so many things about the adversity because that's what I think most of us is like professionals. We think about the times that we had to overcome, mm -hmm. but you've had some awesome kind of on the other side, like triumphs, you know, how I'm, I'm always curious. It's like you come in, now you're a starting, you know, you've signed this big contract, Tampa Bay, you come down here, you're doing well. And all of a sudden, you know, the most famous, <laughs> best quarterback of all time suddenly decides like, hey, I'm coming to Tampa. And not only are you like sort of on the team, you're his center, mm -hmm. right? Like, how did that feel? Did you, did you had any contact with him? Did you know him at all before, you know, you guys hooked up as far as being on a team? No. So, I, yeah. you know, I think like most people, uh, I didn't like him. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I grew up an Atlanta Falcons fan. <laughs> you know, so yeah. 28 to 3, you know, he's got half my heart already. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, everybody hates a winner. Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, that's just the way. It, and the, he's so good at, I mean, everything, right? Yeah, so he's, he's, just, just, yeah. he's successful at what he does. He's <laughs> yeah. just one of those guys that yeah. like, seems like he can't do anything yeah. wrong. Um <laughs> but no, so like it was, it was kind of funny going into that whole process of, yeah. uh, you know, the last person I ever thought I was going to be snapping a football team right. when I signed down here in Tampa <laughs> was, was Tom Brady. Yeah. Um, but I remember kind of when all the rumors started speculating, like, yeah. hey, he kind of wants to go down to Tampa. Hey, he's in Tampa right now eating yeah. dinner with so-and-so. And I'm like, yeah, yeah right. Okay, yeah. you're full of it. <laughs> you know, then it starts gaining more traction. And I start, you know, I start digging and prying with some mm -hmm. of my connections. And like, yeah, this is like legitimate, like, yeah. And then obviously when he signs or, you know, he commits yeah. to signs to sign down in Tampa, you know, he gives me a FaceTime and I'm yeah. like, you know, I'm, I'm sitting in my recliner <laughs> playing video games with no shirt on. I got Tom Brady calling me. I'm like, I'm, cause, cause Jason, our, our GM, Jason Light, yeah. he, he texts me, he goes, Hey, Tom's going to give you a call here in a minute. Yeah. Is that okay? I'm like, what am I going to say? Yeah, no, 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 Tom, no, I, no yeah. I don't got time for you right now. Um, so I'm expecting just a phone call. I'm not expecting yeah. a FaceTime. So when yeah. all of a sudden I get a FaceTime, I'm like, oh, great. Like, <laughs> how's this going to go? Um, but no, it was, uh, it was, it's just, it was cool to see, you know, with what BA had started to yeah. do in, in 19 when he got the job, change the culture of the locker room, yeah. you know, start getting the right people in there. Um, and then all of a sudden you add a guy like Tom yeah. who just immediately elevates people around him. Yeah. You know, we've always had a talented team. Yeah. We've always had talented players. Yeah. You know, we just have never, you know, the first couple of years we didn't have that that glue guy to really, yeah. uh, you know, make us what we could be. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, when, like, when Tom signs, you know. And then so many people come with because they want to play yeah, with him. You know, so, so you got people you, signing on yeah, everywhere. You got, yeah. you, got, you got Gronk coming yeah. in and, you know, then Lenny and, and all that. Yeah. But uh, it, was, it was a cool and then obviously uh, we have COVID and all that yeah. mess of, of that yeah. coming into that season and then going and winning the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like it was a, in the home stadium, in the home like stadium. incredible. Yeah. First year Tom's there. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it was, it was wild, especially just like how our season went. Just, yeah. You know, we were, I think nine and seven yeah. going into the playoffs. And yeah. then we go, you know, we ended up winning, I think seven or eight games in a row yeah. uh, to end the season. I think it was we won eight games in a row or yeah. something like that to, yeah. to um, yeah, including close out the, this, including including the playoffs. Yeah. And it's just, it was one of those moments. It was just like a holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. at that time I was in year, what was that, year eight? Yeah. And that's like the pinnacle, like going to win a Super Bowl. I was going to say, how's that feel coming out in Ray J? It's like your home stadium, but now it's the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, what's that moment like? It was, it was really cool. So, for me, um, I'm always kind of like the first one out of the locker room. Yeah. It's just my thing. After we, like, yeah. do our team break, I'm yeah. always the first one out of the locker room. It's just what I do. It's just yeah. kind of that leading from the front type yeah. deal. And, um, well, 
so my whole family's in the stands. Sure. My mom is recording. And it was funny because I, I was I talked to her a couple days later after I uh, came out of uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, my celebration. celebration. <laughs> and, you know, it was just me and her just sitting there yeah. talking. And, and she goes, I knew we were going to win when I saw you come out of the locker room. I'm like, nice. I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, you know, you always come out with like juice and a little yeah. bit of like a little swag. Yeah. She goes, but when they open up the doors and for whatever reason, I just got these little things I do yeah. at it. when I walk out the first door to the locker room, I, I punch the, the, yeah. the center posts with open hand punch, like yeah. with one hand Blocking, and then yeah. walk out the other yeah. one and do the other hand. Yeah. It's just one of my little yeah. pregame routines. She goes, when I saw you come out and hit the, the post, she goes, I just knew. Yeah. She goes, I, knew you, snapped it off the she goes, I, she goes, I just knew you guys were going to, we're going nice. about to just run them out of the stadium, which That's we all. ended up, yeah. ended up doing. And, uh, so for me, it was kind of weird because yeah. of the whole fact that we, I mean, kind of blew them out yeah. and blew them out of the water. Incredible. Yeah. It didn't feel that special yeah. at first. It was like, wow, we just won the Super Bowl. I remember, yeah. you know, I'm like, that was freaking cool. Yeah. I jump up in the stands, go give my mom a hug. Yeah. And for me, that, that, the accumulation of all that work from that year, from the mm-hmm. COVID to like, our game's going to get canceled to this, to yeah. that is, about 15 beers deep on the boat in the boat parade. parade. (laughs) I remember just sitting there. We just got over, I forget which bridge it was. It was was one of the, uh, we just went underneath one of the, uh, the draw bridges and they had it up. And I remember just like pausing for a second and like looking around, taking it in. Yeah. And that was, that was my moment. That was my, like, we just won the Super Bowl moment. The the accumulation of all this work Mm -hmm. dreams as a kid, like, Again, just started like crying out of like yeah. tears of joy, just yeah. seeing the hundreds of thousands of people that were yeah. lining, uh, lining the the bay right there was, it was it was amazing. Yeah, it was just like watching, and I remember Tristan was standing right next to me. Yeah. Uh, and I looked at him like, and he kind of it was kind of weird. We hit this, we had the yeah. same moment at the same like time. It was nice. one of those just like. We looked around. We we're, I mean, three sheets. Yeah. But then it was like we took a moment away from like celebrating and really yeah. took in the the reward of That's awesome. that feeling yeah. of like, holy cow, we we did it! Like, look at all these people out here to celebrate. Yeah. Like what we did for this town, it was, yeah. it was just it was it was it a was cool, such a cool time to be in Tampa. Cool, the lightning cool were winning. Yeah. You guys want us? Oh, just phenomenal. So yeah, so yeah it was a uh, it was definitely a a moment. That's yeah. for sure. Hey everyone, life is full of transitions, and one of the toughest transitions for our Special Forces soldiers and their families is the transition from active duty to civilian life. The Green Beret Foundation's Next Ridgeline Transition Support exists to help Green Berets and their families navigate the VA disability claims process and more. For more information, visit greenberetfoundation.org slash transition support. Prep for Impact is proudly brought to you by the Green Beret Foundation. The Green Beret Foundation takes a holistic approach to prioritize the well-being of Green Berets, their families, caregivers, and survivors. Green Beret Foundation's programs focus on nurturing the U.S. Army Special Forces community's mind, body, and spirit. Their five pillars of support work together to empower the Special Forces community to achieve their full potential in service to our country. Living lives of honor, dignity, and purpose. Visit GreenBeretFoundation.org for more information. It was a, yeah, incredible, incredible run. You know, on the flip side of that, I was lucky enough. I had my wife and all three of our kids, and we were in the stadium for the next year against the Rams, right? And we were supposed to jump in that game. Uh, the pair of commanders were supposed to jump in. And the week before, I guess out in Arizona, the sky cam had malfunctioned. And so they were concerned because the NFL is oh, so yeah. tight with their playoffs. They were like, we're canceling all the pregame acts, right? So the Bucks were nice enough. They're like, hey, we already had tickets for you guys. We'll give you tickets. So I was like stoked, right? Get to go to the NFL champion or NFC championship. We go up there and it was cold for Tampa. You know, I got mm-hmm. all my little kids bundled up up there and y'all are getting run out the building at the beginning, right? Which was crazy yeah. because it was, you know, it's so hard to defend a championship, but you guys had that team. I mean, that yeah. team was phenomenal, right? And uh, I'll never forget all of a sudden, you guys turn it around and we get to see one of those Tom Brady comebacks, mm-hmm. right? I've heard that he sort of at that moment gave like one of those, hey, 
you know, pull your head out of your ass type of a thing. Like, talk me through, because at that point, it was one of those things, you know, again, I, as a Falcons fan growing up, like 28 <laughs> to three on the other side, I remember sitting there and we were like, man, you know, these kids are freezing. Our kids are freezing. We're like, should we leave? My, like, man, it's, it's terrible. And one of my daughters was like, why would we leave? Like, we're, we came to the game and I was like, great. <laughs> so we stayed and we're like, hey, we'll watch it no matter what. We're never going to get into a championship game like this again. We're, you know, free tickets, all this stuff. And then all of a sudden it's like Brady and you guys just start. I mean, it looked like the complete mm-hmm. opposite of the whole rest of the game. Like, talk me through that. And then ultimately – the the comeback that never was because all of a sudden Cooper Cup oh, yeah. catches that ball and <laughs> sucks the air out of the entire city, uh, just ridiculous. Yeah, so that was a a rough, yeah, game. like emotional God, talk about emotional like traumatizing yeah. game for for you know it's the wildest game I've ever seen. Like, it was yeah. one of the wildest games I've ever been yeah. a part of. Um, you know, I, I joke around. I wish we would have just lost by forty yeah. because it would have made it easier to <laughs> yeah. get it get over it. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, you know, obviously, I, I can't remember what the score was, but yeah. we were down like four scores, yeah. really pretty quick. Like it was just ugly; we couldn't yeah. get the anything yeah. going, and then all of a sudden, it's just like it was just one of those. Well, we got nothing to lose. Like yeah. let's let's get go. After, you yeah. know, Tom's doing his thing. You know, yeah. getting us getting the troops riled yeah. up a little bit. But it was just like a a whole decision. Mm-hmm. It's almost like you know when when you're getting kicked in the face on the ground, yeah. like. You can either sit there and keep getting kicked in the face, or you can make a choice to to get up and start fighting back. And I feel yeah. like as a, as a team in that moment, we all just rallied around each other and decided, yeah. like, no, this isn't how it's going to happen. This isn't how this season is going to end. Yeah. And you know, it was just all of a sudden, it just by taking that first step and that next step, then all of a yeah. sudden we're running. Next thing <laughs> we're sprinting, and and you know we we know we have that two minute it was it was like a four minute drive to go. Mm-hmm tie the game yeah and, and, scores, yeah. and we're just i mean the, the the script is completely turned and we're just beating their head in yeah it was and, wild and we go and score loudest i've ever heard the stadium oh, we was, were going nuts and there were so many people that had left that and it was still louder than i've ever yeah. i mean it was just such a and it, it was an improbable comeback it was a crazy like i can just it's giving me like the goose <laughs> it's, giving me the goose. it's like it's it's like making me mad in a, in a good way like these are the the I always I always talk about like you don't always remember like the victories. Yeah, those you, are the ones that stick. Like the that ones one. that yeah. that stick yeah. are like the the ones where you came up just this yeah. much short. But we score that touchdown, tie the game. You know, there's like 45 or 50 seconds yeah. left in the game. I can't remember. It was you know it wasn't much time left. Yeah, and I'm like, we're gonna get going to overtime. We're gonna get this ball and we're gonna go. We're gonna go score. And it's Brady is being Brady. And, it is nuts. Yeah, and so you know. First down, you know, with the defense, they, you know, get some pressure on the quarterback. They dump it and clock's running. But how loud that stadium was, like, I'll I'll never forget the change. Yeah. uh, How the air in that stadium changed from going absolutely rowdy to that ball getting thrown up in the air. The crowd went completely silent to Cooper catching the ball to the Rams, the, the sound the Rams sideline made because yeah. it went from completely silent to just this like random, like screaming just and yelling people <laughs> like you could hear on the other side. Like I'll, I'll never forget what that transition felt like in that sound. And it was I remember just watching it. And I'm like, why? Yeah. Why are they getting behind? Like, what? How did he get behind a defense like right now? And you know, it was. Uh, we were sharing the exact same moment <laughs> at that point. So we were sitting up in the two hundreds, and the like Stafford's back was to us. Like we're behind <laughs> from that end zone. We're up high, and we're watching you know defense facing us, offense going away. And I see him throw this ball, and I'm like. Oh, hail Mary. Okay, whatever. And Cooper comes down with it. And it literally, like, I couldn't breathe. The entire stadium, it felt like the entire air got pulled to Orlando. Like, yeah. everyone and all of us just, like, no one could even speak. The entire yeah. stadium just went completely because that was not the – it was a foregone conclusion. We were going to overtime. I've yeah. never seen anything that – like you said, the difference between how loud that place was is just – 
The only the only Crazy. other experience I've ever had with that was the Mile High Mile High Miracle yeah. in uh, Baltimore versus yeah. uh, uh, Denver. With was, Tebow, right? Was, yeah. No, oh. Oh, when uh, when uh, Baltimore ended up winning the the oh, Super Bowl yeah, in, yeah, in 2012, yeah, I was in the stands. Yeah, nice, and it was the same thing when Jacoby yeah. caught that yeah, ball. Yeah, I remember that. And uh, I forget, uh, it might have been Chris Harris. I can't remember who the DB was. Yeah. Jumped too early and like yeah. came down, and they ended up winning in overtime. Like I uh, obviously, I grew up in Colorado, so yeah. I was a Broncos yeah. fan, and just being so mad. I remember I, I tell the story. It's funny because when when Tucker kicked the game winning field goal, all yeah. I remember is is Michael Orr like sprinting down the middle of the field. I just yeah. remember go <laughs> like for whatever reason because yeah. his movie had just came out. Yeah. And, like I'm like, you know what? F you, Michael Moore. Like, like, screw you, Get man. Get your blinds up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, like, that that game is one of those games that, like, I'll, there's probably four or five games that I've been a part of where yeah. there's certain aspects of that game that I'll, I'll never forget. Yeah. And those are the games that will always kind of stick with me. Just especially because, you know, that team, who we are that year – we win that game. We're winning the Super Bowl. One hundred percent. I was just going to say I, like, the same I thing. Think for me, was like, so I good. think we were we were so talented. Uh-huh. You know, I think we go and and wipe the 49ers out, I and then too. I think we we blow Cincinnati out of the water. Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah. So it was it was yeah. it was tough because I remember the the next day coming in, and you know nobody wants to talk to the media after a loss like that. Sure. And yeah. and you know some of our media guys were like scrambling. I'm like, I'll go. I'll go talk to him. Like I'll go this time. We're still on zoom for some reason because of COVID and all that. So it wasn't (laughs) in person, but you know, I remember the masking, like, you know, what was this team? And it was just like, I mean, that team was special, man. Yeah. From the camaraderie in the locker room, that was a championship team. Yeah. And I I firmly believe championship teams start with the locker room being like such a tight knit group where you're willing to go to, go to war for each other, you know, and and go to fight. So that one, that one hurt. And that whole, for me, that whole game, I was going into being an unrestricted free agent. Yeah. And for me, you know, for the business side of that was, this could have been my last game in a Tampa Bay uniform. Yeah. And so there's a lot of emotion that came, you know, I'd spent my last four years here. I, I love it here. Yeah. But the business side of things, it's like, this could, this could have been it. Yeah. Like I remember just walking off of walking off the field and just like looking around and, you know, the fans were still being great and awesome yeah. and waving. And it was just like, this might, sucks. Might like, be this yeah. might be it. This might be the last time I walk off this field in a, in a Bucks uniform. Yeah. And so there was the emotion of losing a game that way on top of the business side of, like I might be somewhere else next year yeah. to just like, you know, at that point that was after my ninth year, you know, you start after every year now, it's yeah. like you start talking about retirement, sure. thinking about retirement, yeah. like, you know, you know, you take a couple months and you're like, okay, I'm feeling good. I think I got another one in me. Like, <laughs> so it was, yeah. it was kind of a crazy, like emotional roller coaster yeah. from, from losing the game to like personal, like career choices to just, you know, every locker room is different every year sure. and not wanting to yeah, lose. You're that. never going to have that same, you're never gonna have that, same yeah. that same locker room again. And yeah. that's the, that's the NFL, man. It's, it's crazy. Just, it's just a continuous, yeah. the, the NFL machine will just continue, yeah. roll, continually roll on. So, um, yeah, that's, but yeah, no, that was definitely one of those games looking back on it. You know, I, I joke around about wishing we would just lost by 40 and, would have made life a lot easier, yeah. you know, emotionally. But now that one's going to motivate you for now the rest that, of your career. Now that's yeah. like a motivation. It's yeah. a, uh, I mean, just a story, man. It's just a. It was a crazy game I've ever been to in person. <laughs> like I, I think I think it was we were down by thirty at yeah. some point, thirty one or something like that, and we ended up coming back and tying yeah. it, and then oh, that happened. But yeah. yeah, that's that's one of those games where you learn a lot of you learn a lot more lessons from yeah. from your losses than from your sure. from your victories. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's just that was, that was one of those yeah. games where you definitely learn learn a lot about yourself. Yeah. Well, coming to the end of our time, uh, I, man, I appreciate you coming on. It's so, there's so much um, that unites. You know, that's one of the reasons that we always. 
there's so much interaction between sort of elite special operations and and college and pro sports because there's so many similarities. I think sometimes guys get lambasted in the press, you know, Tom did for kind of using a war reference or whatever, but like there are so many similarities of that tight knit team that is going out there and you have to put it on the line for each other. Uh, So it's always interesting to be able to kind of, you know, compare and contrast. I guess last question, right? Coming out of all of these different times of, of having to show resilience you know, everything from selling a dirt bike to being injured last year, coming back from the wild card game, you go into this season, right? It's the season after Tom, right? So just as big a difference between, and you're now one of the leaders, Mm -hmm. right? Um, You know, we were just having a transition event at Raymond James and Brian Ford, the chief operating officer of the Buccaneers, mentioned, you know, hey, this is the this is the season after Tom. And we've got to all figure out how we rally and how we put that same level of professionalism into everything because we you know, he helped us see that winning culture. Right. But it's sort of like for a lot of us, um, you have these mountaintop moments and now all of a sudden it's the time after for us. You transition like I just recently retired out and it's like, OK, now it's my life after active duty. How do you go in as a leader now of this year's team? You guys are going to camp next week. How do you walk in there and try to instill, like, just because 12's not here doesn't mean we're we're not going to win the division, we're not going to win, you know, the Super Bowl, all those things. Yeah, I think it's just you just attack it. Yeah. You know, the same way you've attacked it. You know, for me, I've always had that, that mentality, that winning mentality, sure. like, you know, losing is unacceptable and yeah. this and that. And I think, you know, obviously having, you know, a guy like Tom around for the last three years, that can instill that kind of mindset into a lot of the guys into mm-hmm. in the locker room. Um, so, so going into this year, I mean, it, to me, it's just just keep on keeping on, like yeah. just keep the foot down and, and, and keep rolling because, you know. Yeah, Tom's gone, but guess what? Nobody else is coming to save us. Yeah. You know, like it's one of those it's one of those deals yeah. like you know, we have all the excuses in the world right now. Yeah. Because oh well, we don't have an established quarterback. We don't have this, we don't have yeah. that. So what? Yeah. Show up to work, have yeah. that mentality that we're we're some bad bad mofos. Yeah. And go to work. Like that's yeah. what that's all all you can do. And I think that's kind of what Tom brought was that that mentality of like Nobody cares. Yeah. Like, work harder. Work yeah. harder. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shut up. Work harder. Yeah. You know, and Absolutely. I think that's just something that, you know, has been instilled. And I think is, is a, is a fresh fire that's, um, you know, helped a lot of the, you know, the mid-aged guys in the, sure. in yeah. the, in the locker room kind of take that transition of not just to be happy to be in a locker room, because there's a lot of guys, like when I first got to Tampa, there was a lot of guys in the locker room and they're just yeah. happy to be on an NFL roster. Sure. Yeah. And, you know, now they got that taste of that, that yeah, that's feeling, not good enough anymore. That yeah. feeling of, yeah. of success, mm-hmm. you know, beyond personal success, you know, yeah. personal success is, is a great thing. You know, for me, I always tell guys, make as much money as you can. Yeah. I go, that's awesome. Do what you got to do to sign that big contract, change your life, change your family's life. I go, but there's nothing more rewarding than a team coming together and mm-hmm. being successful as a, as a unit and, and winning games and, you know, winning a Super Bowl. That's that feeling is you, it's that old senior thing, you know, chasing yeah. that dragon. You want that yeah. feeling back again. Um, you know, it's that, that feeling I still get every time I run out of the, the tunnel, yeah. it's just like, hear the crowd going crazy like that. Yeah. Like once that feeling's gone, like it's probably about that time to start sure. thinking about that transition. But, you know, the biggest thing with a lot of guys is, you know, special forces, you know, NFL, you get to the top of that mountain yeah. and then it's over yeah. and you start, you know, you're on these, the descent of that, that, mm-hmm. that tall peak. Uh, my business partner, uh, you know, same thing, played in the NFL for four years, mm-hmm. had a really bad knee injury, you know, was top of and then boom, right down to the bottom. Well, what he did is he started building a business and now yeah. we're on the top of a business here in Tampa. Yeah. We're, you That's know, awesome. design build firm here in Tampa yeah. uh, and, and got to that top of the mountaintop. Well, guess what? Now it's time to go find another. Yeah. So Next ridge line. Yeah. That, that, you yeah. know, just keep, keep yeah. going, you know, be successful. You know, some mountains you're going to get halfway up and the thing's going to crumble. And guess what? You just got to get back up on, on and start climbing the next mountain. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that's a, just kind of a challenge for for guys is, yeah, we, we're off the mountain of, you know, Tom Brady. Now it's time to climb the next mountain. It's, uh, 
just shut up and work. You no, know? man. And, I mean, <laughs> and I appreciate it. And, and, you know, I'll say as evidenced by the things we talked about today, you're the right guy at the right time for them to lead them to that. Right. Like you've had these opportunities. Nothing's been given to you. You've had to work your way back to so many different times. And now this is just the next challenge where, you know, next year or whatever, we'll be talking and you'll be like, yeah, post Tom, <laughs> we did this and we got back to whatever it was. And so, uh, man, I really appreciate it. And, and, you know, best of luck this year. I'm, I'm super excited to see you guys. I think, uh, you know, you got a great shot at it. And I think, uh, like I said, you guys have you and some other vets in there that are going to be, uh, you know, great for the locker room. And, uh, you know, again, there's so many other things, uh, you know, we we're going to talk about, you do a lot of nonprofit <laughs> stuff with military charities and Definitely. all that stuff. So at some point we'll have you back on, we'll talk some oh, of that sure. stuff, but you know, again, from, from me, uh, you know, I really appreciate you giving back to our community uh, as far as the military community. I know you've been really, um, you know, active with USAA and, and all of these other different charities or USA acknowledging that you've been active with a lot of the other ones. So appreciate that. And again, thanks for coming on and uh, really appreciate it. Yeah, definitely yeah. appreciate you, man. All right, everyone. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of Prep for Impact. I hope that you got as much out of that conversation as I did. Uh, you know, it's awesome to be able to talk to somebody who who's had so many ups and downs in their career and is still going at it each and every day and getting ready for uh, this NFL season. You know, if you haven't already, uh, make sure wherever you're listening to this podcast that you go in and subscribe. That way you get automatic access to every time we drop one of these, which will be every couple of weeks, as well as check us out on Instagram at Prep for Impact Pod. Uh, check the Green Beret Foundation out at, on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. And then if you want to laugh, uh, check us out over on Instagram at another SF meme page. You know, if you've got the chance, if you're by chance watching this on YouTube, go ahead and subscribe, hit the notification bell so make sure that you know when every time we drop a new video and please reach out to us uh, you know reach out in the dms if there's somebody that you want to hear from if there's somebody you're interested in hearing us talk to uh, we're all ears to hear what you want from the audience perspective so again thanks for being on the ground floor of this new podcast prep for impact from the green beret foundation thanks for listening to another episode of prep for impact just as a reminder, everything you heard on this episode and every episode of Prep for Impact are just the opinions of the speakers, whether that's the host or the guest, and they're not the official position of either the Green Beret Foundation, their employers, the Department of Defense, or anyone else. And with that disclaimer in mind, I want to take a quick second to give you my opinion on the best way to prep for impact. Across my life, whether it was as a Green Beret or personally, I found no more secret weapon than to have a relationship with Jesus Christ, my Savior, and to walk his path rather than mine. And so if you're curious about that, or if you ever want to talk, my DMs are always open. Thanks for listening to Prep for Impact.